Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Welcome, welcome everyone back to Hawk Hill Focus. This is our week eight recap episode. Um, I quickly forgot what week it was. Um, so fast. Yeah, it, it it's flying. We're more than half way one, well more than halfway through. Yeah, one one more week than halfway through, what some would say. Yeah, one some might say that. Um it was a good week, probably our most competitive week. Absolutely. We Absolutely. As I was looking at these scores, I realized that you were going to be very happy with the competitiveness yes. this week. It was yeah. not a trick or a treat, as we stated last week. Yeah, I, I specifically asked for some more competition. I think we got that. We had a couple of games really down to the wire. Um, we'll get into all of them, even the ones that were blowouts, looking at you, Sean. Um <laughs> Elephant in the room, Kyle, Commissioner Kyle Brandis, is with us today. That is the ele- I am the elephant in the room, yes. No, well, man. the elephant <laughs> in the room is that Deputy Commissioner Robinson is not here. He is um, on a load management day. Um, you know, this this podcasting thing is a lot of work, um, really can can get to be a drag. Um, and even, even uh, Kyle Ripken, this is a game now and again. Self-proclaimed Cal Ripken. Yes. The uh, Iron Man of Hulk Hill Focus. Yeah. Hey. Well, the Iron Man of Hulk Hill Focus is not here today. Um, so it's just Kyle and I leading the show. Um, we will, I think Sam will not be with us either tomorrow. Is that correct, Kyle? It's my understanding of it. Okay. So we'll get you through. Don't worry. Let's let's get to all the matchups. Um, where do you want to start, Kyle? I mean, I think we start with... Our biggest uh, match of one of our bigger matches of rivalry week, which was Sam's matchup, a uh, rematch of last year's championship against Larry. And what I'm realizing is that Sam just absolutely has Larry's number in terms of regular season matchups. Um, Sam got a win this week, badly needed win, 116.92 to 102.84 over Larry. All time. Sam is a four and one in the regular season against Larry. Hmm. Just can't seem to beat him where it counts in the championship, though. He's one and two. Still one, though. That's that's better than you and I have combined. Absolutely. So um and Sam just won on the back of Alvin Kamara, which I think is just such sweet, sweet poetic justice for Sam. If you remember two yeah. years ago in the championship game. Uh, it was Larry versus Sam, and Sam got Camarad when he rolled off what six touchdowns in that championship matchup on Christmas Day, just absolutely destroying Larry in the championship. Um, and now Camara's on Sam's team, and steamrolled him and led him to victory this week. Uh, it also helps that you know his quarterback Andy Dalton had twenty one point one six points. That's a pretty good showing for Andy. Yeah. Um... My main takeaway from this is, and now if you remember last week, I did say that I was not quite ready to give wagon status to Larry Rooney. Um, everybody was starting to jump on his bandwagon. I'm not there yet. And and this is kind of the reason why um, Josh Jacobs was due. Josh Jacobs was due to have a 
oh, right, maybe he's not a top three, four running back in the NFL kind of week, and he had that. And what I think is interesting is something very bold by both of these by both these owners. On Sam's end, he decided to start Andy Dalton and Alvin Kamara, so the quarterback one, running back one for the Saints. Larry went ahead and started Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs, the respective quarterback and running back for the Raiders. Those teams played each other this week. Oh, I just realized that. That's awesome. And the problem for Larry is that if you watched any of that game, the Raiders did not snap the ball inside of Saints territory until three minutes and 45 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. So and the Andy Dalton, Alvin Kamara combo scored 50, 54 points, almost 55 points. The Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs combo scored seven. So, I mean, right there, that kind of tells you everything you need to know about why Sam won this game. Um, all that being said, such bad production from Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs all that being said, Larry still scored 102 points. He still would have beat a good amount of teams in the league this this week. So I don't think this guy's falling for Larry. But again, I think that's kind of some of the volatility you're going to get with Josh Jacobs. Um, and he was riding him high. Travis Etienne, though, continues to be an absolute beast, which is really good for Larry moving forward. Um, Sam, Romeo Dobbs week. Hey, uh, finally. When I, I, I saw that and I and I really – I saw Romeo Dobbs catch the, touch, catch the touchdown on Sunday night – and I was like, I don't know where Sam is right now, but I know he's smiling because <laughs> it was a Romeo Dobbs week, 12, 12 points. So um, I'm just happy for Sam because Alvin Kamara really was not great for a large portions of this year. And he stuck with him um, and he's paying off now. Might be a little too late, but he's paying off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and on Larry's side, it was the debut for uh, Cooper Cup on his mm-hmm. roster. So, you know, Cooper Cup got him 15 points. That's respectable. Did go down with an injury, but I don't believe it's too serious. Uh, Rams expect him to play next week. So that's good for Larry. Um, you know, it is tough saying- having, I'm sorry. It is tough having Geno Smith score 23 points on Larry's bench when Derek Carr scored 1.9. Not to, not to spoil or alert our own award segment, but there might, we might talk about that matchup, that, that mistake again. Yeah, thanks for calling that out because I didn't see that, David. Yeah. So I, I'm going to make some edits right now, if you mm-hmm. don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, no, we don't know why we're talking about that right no, now. Exactly. not at all. We might get into it later, something to do with it. We might. We might. Uh, know what else we might get into a little later? What's that? Um, Our next matchup, which is whichever one you want to decide to do. All right, cool. Um, Let's go with let, – let's get – Let's get one of the blowouts out of the way, because okay. we've got because we have two matchups that that were w- within essentially a point, or point to two points. So I, let's get the let's get the blowups blowouts out of the way, mm-hmm. and then get to the get to the close ones at the end. Makes sense. So let's go to um, the Gotham Rogues and Sean Maliga being defeated by newly named yet again. I, I see John Lucas just going with the Larry strategy of last year, which is just keep changing your name week in week out. Got to keep people on their toes. Yeah, so he's now I'm him question mark. So I'm, I'm him. him. I'm him. Um, so I'm him. I, I'm him. Defeated Gotham Rogues 121.5 to 88.74. Uh, Sean falls to, two, falls to two and six. Something I never thought I'd see. Really, this is a real fall from grace. Um, John Luca improves to five and three. 
Um, let's see. Well, I mean, main takeaways here is John Lucas team kind of found kind of kind of found their level again, I think. Tony Pollard is a beast and is better than Ezekiel Elliott. And I think we've all known that for a while. Unfortunately, the Cowboys are paying Zeke too much money to let Tony Pollard just be the guy. Um, but Tony Pollard puts up, puts up 32 points. Lamar looked pretty good against Tampa. Um, yeah, I mean, Sean, Sean's team's bad. It's just really bad. And at least he knew it. He knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sean's team is really, really bad. Yeah, just honestly, like there there are definitely holes to blame, not just one hole, but like Jonathan Taylor, man, like first yeah. overall pick, just what is happening to him? Like I had to make the another spoiler alert. Jonathan Taylor is not my Fantrax player of the week this week, but I had to make a conscious effort to not make him the Fantrax player because I'm getting bored of doing it. Did he get injured? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, oh, no. he did. He did. Oh. I think he did. Yeah, but he returned, so he's still eligible. He was brief, briefly sidelined, but he didn't right. return. Okay. Yeah, so like that doesn't help things. I did see that the Colts fired their offensive coordinator today. Yeah. So yeah. that that's cool. That's that's great for Sean. Hopefully, you would think it can't get much worse. Um, I'm glad to see Kyle Pitts have a great game, though. 14 points, finally. Um, you know, there I had that prediction in the beginning of the season that Kyle Pitts was going to have a top five, five tight end season of all time. I don't think that's going to happen anymore, <laughs> um, no. but I am still glad to see him start putting up numbers, but yeah, Sean, like, you know, not a bad, not a great week, but not an awful week, 88.74 points, you know, that can sometimes get you a win, but going up against Luca, I mean, wagon status back wagon no. on the, you don't think so? Wagon hmm. status, not, not, enough of one, not one win we'll against, see. against that's- Sean. Oh, wow. Well, um, look, I'm going year by year. I have I have all the respect in the role for Sean, which is actually a great segue because I want to talk about something really quick. We can, yes, all the respect for Sean. Good job, Sean. Good, Great job, Luca. Where do you get the win? Um, yeah. David, I am going to yield all of my time in this segment to you because I think you deserve this. Thank speech. you. I'm, I'm going to be brief. Um, you know, as Lil Wayne once said, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Hey. Um, easy. Sean has been the all-time wins leader in SJU FFL history for a long time now, right, Kyle? Yes, I can tell you that it is at least dating back until uh, week thirty-four of the SJU FFL. We are now we just completed week eighty-three. Okay, so he's had roughly a fifty-week reign, right? Um. Uh, as the new, as the new all-time wins leader, um, I just want to let everybody know that I'm, you know, I might not have the hardware, um, to to back this statement up, but I'm better than all of you, um, and I've been more consistently better than all of you. Um, I have I have my bad weeks. I had I had a bad year. That's why Sean. I know Sean will be back. I had a bad year too. Couple years ago, it was the fan tracks year. We're not going to talk about it. Sean will be back, but for now, I'm better than all of you, and the stats back that up. Again, I don't have the hardware to back it up. I also don't sell my soul for wins like some other teams in this league do. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I feel like this is where I belong 
Um, and I think my team is starting to hit a stride this year. We're, we're, pa- you know, we got a passionate, passionate group of guys. Um, and it's time to add a trophy to the trophy case because this is a proud, this is a proud organization. Um, and I'm just happy to be better than everybody else. Congratulations, David, from, from commissioner of the league to all-time wins leader. Congratulations on this, on this feat. I appreciate Um, it. So yeah, David, you were able to beat Gil by a score of 121. My computer froze to 108, I believe. So I don't remember the uh, exact score. 108.4. There you go. There you go. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, you had great breakout performance by not by one either of your top two running backs, Kenneth Walker or Raheem Mostert. Um, not by your new toy that I gave you this week in Amon Ross St. Brown. It was by your flex running back, Donta Foreman with Carolina Panthers. Three touchdowns, 32 points. That has to be good coming out of the flex spot for you. Yeah, I mean – Honestly, I, I kind of wanted to give I, I want to be able to give him pickup of the week, just like in lieu of last week, because I picked him up last week, didn't start him, but he played well. And then this week, I mean, he just absolutely pops off. Obviously, Chuba Hubbard didn't play. So that made it that I was confident he was going to get a lot of carries, um, but I did not expect this kind of production. So I'm hoping the production keeps up. Um, because he has been so good when he's gotten the touches. Um, I mean, I was Kyle, you and I were watching the game together, the game, mm-hmm. all the games together. Um, I was down bad at like halftime, a little before halftime. Yeah, you were nervous about losing the Gill. I, I was nervous, nervous. I was. Um, happy birthday, by the way, Gil. Um, yes, happy birthday. I, I hope you had a great day yesterday. Yeah. Um, like. Dak for Gill, I think, had like 27 or 28 points in the first half and then finished with 29. So everything I needed to happen, I needed Dak to stop scoring, and he did stop scoring. Um, I, I slowly chipped away. Marcus Mariota was really good with 28 points. Um, so I was, you know, really happy to see that. That Carolina-Atlanta game was like everything for me because I, I had a lot invested in it. Um, so – yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown. A little disappointed in his in his first uh, first game with the good ankles, but not nearly as disappointed as you probably were. Kyle, we'll get into it with Devontae Adams. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, a really good game from Gill. Like this was a really good performance. You look up and down his his lineup. I mean, he had good, solid performances. Um, I just my guy. I the guys who popped off for me popped off more. Um, but it was a good week from Gil, I have to say. Like you said, you're just better than everyone. I'm just better than everybody else. I, I do know. have to. I, I do have to ask you: Is Marcus Mariota the the uh, the starter or quarterback moving forward for your team? Yeah. So you and I talked about that a little bit before we uh, started recording here. But um, and my initial gut reaction was like, "Shut up, you're stupid." Like, of course not. And then I looked. Marcus Mariota is currently the eighth ranked quarterback, and Justin Herbert's the ninth. So my gut says, no, we don't have a quarterback controversy, but the numbers are the numbers. Facts don't care about your feelings. So I'm, I already traded away one of my keepers in Devontae Adams. So, you know, I have put, I've, I've put it out there that I'm not afraid to, if you're not performing, I'll kick your ass to the curb. Um, I also threatened to drop Justin Herbert, I think two weeks ago. 
Um, he did. I do recall this now. Yeah. I remember this. I said that if he if he didn't throw, he needed to throw at least one touchdown. If he didn't throw a touchdown, I was going to drop him. He threw one touchdown. He did. Oh, the, wow. He did the bare minimum. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a situation that we will continue to assess um, as we move forward. Like I said, you know, every we we assess everything. Um, you know, nobody nobody has a lockup roster spot um, on this team except for uh, Big Mike Kosicki because uh, clutch ass touchdown for me. Big Mike Kosicki and Katie York. Yeah, Katie York. Two the locks of uh, David's team. Yeah, but good, honestly, but, good week, Gil. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you put up a really good fight. You scared the crap out of me for a while. On Halloween, nonetheless. It was. It, I, it was. It was spooky. Wow. It would have the world it would have been spooky if Gil got a win. What is right. Um where are we going next? Where are we going next? Wanna knock, knock out the last uh last blowout here? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's uh the Nerd Squad versus the All American Butt Eaters. Still the number one ranked team name, I think, in this league. I would agree by far. Um Matt finally was able to get the gym monkey off the shoulder. Get a win in this rivalry. Matt won by a score of 106.14 to 87.5. So not a fantastic week from Jim. Um, good week from Matt. You know, we got great performance out. Kyler, 30.64 points. Great performance out. Jalen Waddle, 22.6. All, you know, we were saying this last week's episode, David. You know, we think that, or maybe it was Sam I said this with, that uh, all Miami wide receivers are going to eat against the Detroit Lions, and they did. Um, Jalen Wild 22.6 was able to do his waddle dance. T Higgins 10.6 on Monday Night Football. I think I believe he got a touchdown. And then, then other than Nick Chubb's 24.4 points and Devin Duvernay's 12.4 on Thursday Night Football, nobody really did anything on Jim's team of note, in my opinion. Uh, Cortland Sutton 1.3. That can't happen. Nick Chase Edmonds 1.4. Tom Brady 19.1. Eh. Um. I'm interested to see, and this may be a discussion for tomorrow's episode, I'm interested to see how Jim's two tight end system goes now that TJ Hawkinson has been traded to the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I saw TJ Hawkinson got traded, and the first thing I thought of was Jim. Me too, because I believe he also has Irv. Yes, I guess it helps. I guess he now is handicapping his, uh, or, or he's handcuffing his tight ends now that he has TJ Hawkinson and Irv Smith. Well, Irv Smith's out for like eight to ten weeks. Exactly, so it works. I'm that glad he got TJ Hawkinson. If he in that good offense. But uh yeah, no, Jim. Team's gotta be better than your team is better than this. You know, Cortland Sutton getting one point three is not great, especially against Jacksonville. He thought he'd eat a little bit more. George Kittle is on the upswing, I think. So you may start getting better performance out there. TJ Hawkinson, I hate to say it, but I do think he has a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins over Jared Goff right now, I which I feel like is just comparing like, you know, a bag of shit to a plat a paper bag of shit to a plastic bag of shit. Which is better? Um, uh, probably the. I don't know. I guess. I probably the paper both aren't great. Thicker. Which, I guess. So yeah, Kirk Cousins is the paper bag of shit. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's a good thing going for you. But, yeah, Matt, continuing to roll him, I'm glad to see he didn't start uh, both Green Bay running backs like he normally does. That's great for him, and I think really what helped him uh, get, get a dub this week. 
Yeah, my only real note for this game is I have two. First of all, Jim, it was a really cool story for a little while when Jim was like playing really well. I think he was four and two. That was really cool. Back to Earth. Um, Jim's team is not good. It's Nick Chubb, and then he needs the tight ends to pop off because the receivers aren't great. The running back depth after Nick Chubb is not good. Although Chase Edmonds does go to Denver now, I have no idea what that means. Um, obviously, Mahomes on a bye is going to be hard for Jim to overcome. I get that. Um, Matt, it, it's like these these teams now are both four and four, and I feel like they're they're just to, like they're polar opposites. Like Jim is four and four, and I'm not really sure how we got to four wins. And Matt's four and four, and I'm not really sure how he only has four wins. Um, I'm fascinated to see what Matt's going to do moving forward. One with the Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon thing. And two, he now has, he has three quarterbacks on the roster. He's got Kyler Murray, Tua, and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's back week 11, right? Uh, I think it's, no, well, it's 11 game suspension. So he's back week 12. The Browns have a bye week 12. So he's not really back till week 13. Which is what for us? Uh, the, Second to last right week oh, okay. of the regular season. Well, I'm curious to see what it does between Tua and Kyler. Um, because I mean, every time Tua's been healthy, he just he's like he produces huge, like he's a monster. Pops off the 34 point 35 points on the bench. bench. So, I mean, not to, Kyler had a good week too at 30 points, but I'm curious to see what Matt does. He's got some decisions, I think, to make moving forward. Um, I like Matt's team. I just don't like when he starts Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. He didn't do that this week, and he won. Even though Eno Benjamin was worse than A.J. Dillon, that hurts my narrative. So um, I'm going to say that there is a one-to-one correlation between Matt not starting both Green Bay running backs and him winning. Um, That being said, I hope he starts A.J. Dillon next week because I plan. Hey, there you go. I think Matt has squarely put himself back in the playoff picture, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I believe he shot up in our power rankings this week, yeah. if I remember correctly. So, good on Matt. Glad to see you back. Don't compete too hard in the Mark Bass division, though, because I kind of just want to get that over with. And then, speaking of my team, you want to get into my matchup? Yeah, let's do it. It was a doozy. It was. I had anxiety Sunday nights because of this. Yeah, so Rob put forward an extremely valiant effort considering that he announced he was selling and waving the white flag this week, um, trading Cooper cup. Um, Christian McCaffrey looked really good um, in San Francisco's offense. Obviously he wasn't really up to speed with their offense yet um, last week. So really was really, really good this week, which was nice for Rob. Um, Tyree kill continues to be awesome. Um, but outside of that, he didn't really get a lot of production elsewhere. Daniel Jones was not good. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he, you know, but basically everybody else was under their projection. The commander's defense was just slightly above. Um, but this was a really good effort from Rob, and I thought I thought he had you. I I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna catch you. Um, but on your side of things, you did just enough. Josh Allen did literally just enough um on monday night or sunday night rather um devon the main thing i want to talk about is Devontae adams 
So if you yeah, have anything you'd like to say, you, you can go ahead and say it. Um, because I want to talk about Devontae Adams. Okay. Just that, you know, I was nervous on those kneel downs at the end of the game on uh, Sunday night. I was nervous that that would get me lose points or something, or they would just start running the ball with Devin Singletary. Luckily, they gave it to James Cook a lot at the, in that end of that fourth quarter. No Devin Singletary in sight. Fantastic for me. Um, Rob, really appreciate the nice matchup. Um, you know, I love that you're my rival. The big guy bowl will live on forever in my heart, even if it doesn't live on paper. Um, but I'm glad to get the win. Move to seven and one. We got Julie next week. Just keep the keep, keep the momentum rolling. Rob made some horrible decisions. If you look at his bench, Kalu Herbert on his bench has 16 points. He started Daryl Henderson, who had three. Would have obviously easily won won in the matchup. Damian Harris outscored Daryl Henderson. Would have won in the matchup. Um, Caleb Huntley outscored Daryl Henderson. Would have won won him the matchup. I mean, that's a tough. I get it. Like Daryl Henderson. Cam Akers isn't playing. I, I I think I would have done the same thing if I were Rob, but that is a tough, tough situation for Rob to be in. Um, do we think that Rob could pull a U from last year, sell a little bit, and then still sneak into the playoffs? Cordero Patterson should be returning really any week now. If there is a team that is currently under 500 right now, that I think can do it. I think it is Rob because of those weapons that he has. Devin Singletary, Tyree Kill. Uh, there's someone else. On Christian McCaffrey. Who. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, did I say Devin Singletary? You I did. I meant to say Christian McCaffrey. I meant to say Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> God. Um, Cordero Patterson. Like Those are three guys who are able, capable of putting up you know, consistently between 15 and 20 points every week. Um, which is what you need. And then you can have pop-off games by people like Adam Thielen or Devin Singletary. Um, I don't know. Granted, you know, the division he's in at the end of the season will be tough with both you and Luca. So it'll be tough to get those divisional wins at the end if he needs them. Um, but I think they're going to do it up. Yeah, I, I think Rob could do it. I think Rob could sneak in. I don't think he will but i think he could before we get on to the last matchup i do just want to really quick Devonte adams you just traded for him gave up on ross st brown michael carter um he had 0.2 points now obviously we talked about yeah. this with larry because larry obviously started Derek Carr and josh jacobs and the raiders didn't score a point so it's going to be hard for you for those guys to produce Devonte adams was also in that same boat um, is there any regret at all? No, I don't think so. I think that that was it's it's one thing if you know he's not even looking at if Derek Carr is not even looking at Devontae Adams. Um, how many targets did he have this week? Five targets, which is a season low. Shit. Um, I'm not nervous about it, quite honestly, just because the Saints defense just absolutely shut that whole offense down. I think looking at the rest of the schedule for the Raiders, you know, they have Jacksonville and Indianapolis coming up. I think those are two pretty good matchups, um, you know, and then they have a couple of AFC West matchups, which are normally pretty high scoring. So that should bode well for Devontae Adams. Um, 
I'm not nervous. Not a great team debut. Not a great way to endear yourself to the fans of uh, DJ is faster than Lamar. But again, we have confidence in the guys that we go out and get. He's part of the family now. Um, and we'll ride. DJ is faster than Lamar country. Let's ride. Okay. All right. Well, whatever you whatever you say, I, I, I would be a little concerned. And I, I'm don't get me wrong, and, and seeing Devontae Adams do nothing, it made me feel pretty good. I like I respect Devontae. I appreciate everything he did for, did for this organization, but um he's your problem now. Um so let's get into our last matchup. Um probably our most exciting matchup of the uh of the week. Um was this our matchup of the week? It was. It was we had two matchups of the week just because we made the championship rematch our uh, one of them. Right. But this was, you know, like I would say the true matchup of the week. And it lived up to it. Uh, look, Nick Mandarano on the Columbus Curve defeat the Oz Broncos by a score of 113.2 to 112.3. Um, I'm going to call this Nick's signature win. This is this is a huge win for Nick. Um, in, a, in a week in which he really didn't get a lot of production anywhere on his team outside of his, of his two of his three probably biggest, like most important players. Derrick Henry scores nearly 35 points, and A.J. Brown scores nearly 34 points. Um, outside of that, his team was not very good. Joe Burrow wasn't very good. Montgomery wasn't good. Devontae Smith was bad. Chris Olave didn't do anything. It, this was – like, this had all the makings of a disaster for Nick, and instead, those two guys just absolutely carried him um, to a win against Julie's team that I actually thought played pretty well across the board, just – those top guys didn't do quite what AJ Brown and Derrick Henry did. Yeah, Julie's team was fantastic. It, it you know, Stefan Diggs, 17 points. Uh DJ Moore had a fan. How long was that one touchdown? 60 something yards, 60 yards. Uh, at the end of that he then screwed his team over. But hey, that doesn't count in fantasy. So who cares on about this show? 21 and a half points. It just really was unfortunate for Julie. And we touched on this last week that. Jalen Hurts had a really good game, especially throwing the ball. Four touchdowns on passes with uh, 20 plus air yards. That's a fun fact I found Look out today. You. Yeah, I'm bringing up air oh, yards on this stats? podcast. Four touchdowns on passes that travel more than 20 yards in the air. Unfortunately, those were most three of those were to AJ Brown, who was on Nick's team. So Nick just benefited from the points just because of how the points line up versus in uh you know yards for wide receivers versus yards for quarterbacks. Um, you know, thankfully they didn't do too much with Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard for Julie. They she didn't they didn't do too much damage, but that that connection that hurts and uh, AJ Brown had just ended up hurting her this week, which is quite unfortunate to see. Yeah, I, I, and again, I think Julie's team played really well, especially in a week where Austin Eckler wasn't even playing. Um, so Julie's going to be fine. Like this is not the end of the world. This was a good performance with a team that was missing, missing probably who's been their most important player so far this year. Maybe Stefan Diggs has been probably Stefan Diggs has been the most important, but, but Julie's going to be fine. I think for Nick, this is a really, really good win. Um, because I like, we're getting into that point of the season where I feel like Derrick Henry, like always just kind of starts to, just be a man amongst boys. So if Derrick Henry can do what Derrick Henry does and what we kind of expect him to do, 35 points is obviously a lot, but if he can be somewhere around 25, 28 per week, 
Um, I think Nick is tough to stop. The only thing that scares me about Nick, and I've said this before, is I just don't like having three pass catchers from the Eagles, from from any team, not just the Eagles, but from any team. You're just very reliant on one offense, and if one guy's catching the ball, the other guy can't. Um, so that's the only thing I'm like, I'm, I'm a little wary of moving forward. Does have Terry McLaurin on his bench. So that could be a, you know, he might be able to alleviate some of that moving forward. I'm not sure, but we'll see. But big win for Nick. I would say really, really big win for Nick. Yeah, huge again. Uh, don't do too well, Nick, because I don't want the Mark Bass division to be that competitive. But it's looking pretty competitive right now. I know it's looking good. We got uh three teams who are five hundred or better, and then Gil. Well, everybody needs everyone needs. Win them all. Yeah, everybody needs like a a relax, you know, a relaxing division opponent. Hey, you know it's not all relaxing. You know it's not a relaxing divisional opponent, David. I paused because I just realized that we forgot Rob's birthday. Rob, Lipset's not over yet. Yeah, but we talked about him. We talked when we talked when we talked about Gil. We wished him him a happy birthday. So I feel like it's only right that we wish Rob a happy birthday when we talked about him. Rob, from the team that beat you this week, I wish you the happiest of birthdays. You are my birth week, buddy. We are rivals to the very end, but I, it's a brotherly, friendly rivalry. I love you. Happy birthday, Rob. Love you, Rob. Love you, Rob. You know who else loves you, Rob? Our sponsor of today's video, Anchor. Anchor loves Rob. And Anchor, why don't you tell us why you love Rob? Thank you, Anchor. Glad to hear that you love Rob just as much as we do. David, it's now time for us to give out some of our weekly awards for the week. Let's do and it. Thankfully, we're all pretty much we're all aligned on our awards of the week. Yeah. Um. I think it's easy to kick off with our MVP of the week. We just touched on him, had three touchdowns, led his team to a dominant victory this week and probably his signature win of the year. It's Nick Mandarano's uh, wide receiver, AJ Brown, Philadelphia Eagles. Just absolutely carried the team with a, I believe a 34 point performance, 33.6 point performance. Big win over Julie. Nick needed it. Um, Came in clutch when he needed to, quite honestly, so. A.J. Brown, great game. Yeah, I have nothing to add. A.J. Brown was awesome. Ran the same play three times for a touchdown. Um, so we'll see if that continues. Um, there are times where I wish I still had A.J. Brown on my team because I did draft him, though he never played for me. Oh, yes, I did. I do recall this now. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. I think it's a story of your uh, career, though. Trade. All-time wins leader. Um. So let's get into the next one. Uh, pickup of the week. This was kind of tough for me. Pickup of the week is always the hardest, I think. Um, but I do think there was a pretty clear um, best pickup. And I'm going to give that to, I think it was Sam, right? Sam's got him. Yeah. It is Sam. It um, is uh, co-host. Yeah. Um, Andy Dalton. Um, obviously. Big red. Sam decided to go with Andy Dalton in lieu of Russell Wilson this week, um, which I think is probably the right decision every week. Not Maybe not Andy Dalton, but not Russell Wilson. 
um, 21.1 points. Um, so he was just exact, basically exactly what his projection was expecting him to do. Um, but in a week when he beat Larry by about 14, having 21 from your, from your waiver wire pickup quarterback is pretty effective. Um, and even with Alvin Kamara popping off, it didn't hurt Andy Dalton's production, which I thought was nice. Um, so I'm going to give it to Andy Dalton. Good on you, Andy. Great job, Andy. And, uh, David, I think we should just do our last two awards all in one. Yeah. All at once because we, we don't even have to go far. It's in the same matchup. Yeah. For Christ's sake. It's uh, on Larry's side of things. Not only does Larry have our Fantrax player of the week this week, he also has our bench regret because it had he swapped these two players with each other, we got in the dub. Uh, Fantrax player of the week is, of course, his quarterback, Derek Carr, less than two points. Not great for him, but we just said that that. Andy Dalton's uh, other side of the field, you know, New Orleans defense really shut things down. Um, but had Larry started our bench regret of the week in Geno Smith, who had 23.08 points on the bench, he would have won, would have gotten the win, would have really started propelling Larry into a into top dog discussions, I think, honestly. Larry's team, I will say it on record, and Larry will never let me hear the end of it. Larry's team does scare me a little bit because of just how many weapons there are, but yeah, didn't I do it this week. I definitely think it should scare you, but if he keeps making dumbass decisions like this, I mean, it ain't going to do much. Um, and this is the thing with Larry. Last year, he just always seemed, and for a lot of this year, he just always seemed to make the right decision with with these kinds of things. Um, this was a very, very wrong decision. It happens. Um, I don't know what I would have done. Gino Smith's been really good this year. So I don't know if I would have sat Gino Smith, but I, but I understand. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if Larry ends up in a situation where one more win would have either gotten him in the play, I think he's gonna make the playoffs, but if he's, in a, if he has hits a rough patch and he he's one win would have gotten him into the playoffs or one win would have meant him playing whoever as opposed to who he is playing. Mm -hmm. This one's going to hurt. You yeah. look back, you look back, you look back at week eight and you, uh, you, 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 you kick yourself. Yeah. You got to reach that big ass foot up, up, up to your ass and just kick it, kick yourself. And then I, would love, I would love to see Larry try to do that. Larry doesn't make the playoffs. Do you think we can, uh, peer pressure him into doing it as, absolutely as all right we'll see what we can do larry <clears throat> shout out david that'll do it for our week eight rivalry week review any closing thoughts for the audience let's make uh week nine just as competitive as week eight um we'll talk about week nine a little bit tomorrow um no sam uh load management got a player safety is important of course um yeah, at least he's not suspended like you. Yeah, no, he's never been suspended. I, he just, he just, you know, he, he got he, he means a lot, and we gotta take care of him. We love you, Sam, and we love you, Rob. Happy birthday, and Gil. Fuck okay. you, Gil. There you go. I'm on the train. I'm on the train now. All right, that'll do it. Tomorrow we have midseason awards and our week nine preview. We will see you then. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly.
Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die.